Welcome to the Minister's Friend podcast with pastor and author Dr. John Kimball. The Minister's Friend is a podcast helping pastors and other church workers navigate the challenges of leading the flock. John has been a church planter, a local church pastor, a seminary professor, and a denominational leader. He coaches and mentors pastors and missionaries around the world. Drawing on over 30 years of experience in local, regional, and national ministry, John and some of his colleagues provide practical guidance on the topics you request. We are so glad you've joined us. And now, here's our host, Pastor John. Thank you, Anna. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Minister's Friend Podcast. On this Memorial Day of 2021, we're back to our series of interviews with my friend Dan Bowl, Director of Alliance Youth with the Christian and Missionary Alliance. Dan is leaving his national ministry role to return to local church ministry as a pastor of discipleship, and that transition gets to the very heart of today's segment. Dan talks about disciple-making and also has some great insights into the critical role of intercessory prayer. Pull up a chair once again to our virtual table, and let's jump back into our conversation. How can we... Um, employ in the disciple-making process that kind of life-on-life mentoring aspect where we really take people by the hand and say, look, this is something we can do together. You know, you you have to learn this. You have to experience this yourself. But um, how can we how can we guide people through that? Hmm. You know, somebody said a phrase to me a couple of days ago, and this is it's a leadership phrase, but it just it sparked in me a thought about this faith journey, right? Mm-hmm. And they said, leadership is lonely, but it should never be done alone. I was like, oh, that's Ooh. a great phrase. Yeah, like, that's, that's a great, great phrase. phrase. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to hang on to that. That's a yeah. free nugget. It, yeah. does not- <laughs> but it got me thinking about something, which is the reality of, you know, following Christ in North America has become such an independent experience. Yes. Yes. That it's really lonely, but it, it was never meant to be done alone. Hmm. Right? It just wasn't. That's why we have the body of Christ. (laughs) Amen. And what's difficult for me on Sunday mornings is when I hear a really good 25-minute message uh, that has got me feeling like, man, my faith is about to grow. Maybe there's something I can do. And the application is individual, right? Hmm. Now it's up to me to go home and live this out on my own personal life. And I have no community to help me realize that. It's just me. Wow. Uh, it's just personal accountability between me and Jesus. And that is a lonely expectation because it's like going to work and your boss saying, here's what you got to do. It's all on you. And if you don't do it right, then you're not going to experience the applicationable, you know, goal of this mm-hmm. particular message. Mm-hmm. Whereas when, when was the last time you, ho- you heard a corporate mandate? Hmm. Here's what we are going to do as a result of what scripture is telling us. Yeah. And how do we live that out together? You know, this this for me is really an important aspect. I think community inside and this, again, is why you're probably seeing uh, the church in Latin America and China and, and other developing mm-hmm. countries, those who are already developed. They're growing because they don't ever do faith independently. Hmm. It is a personal relationship with a corporate experience. Amen. Right here in North America, we have a personal relationship and a personal experience and a private experience. And I think that's what's killing our uh, our overall 
I absolutely agree. You know, when somebody says to me, you know, my faith is a, is a private thing, it, it really hurts me because I, I say, well, then you don't really have faith because a, a private faith doesn't influence anybody. And the primary uh, expression of faith in this life is to make disciples. So you're not connecting with anybody. Right. Um, that is such a good word. You know, the, the, the whole iron sharpens iron motif comes in um the the whole idea of us um like like dietrich bonhoeffer living in community and having that ability to to really uh hold each other accountable yes but also pour into each other throughout the time and i think we have in america become very individualistic in our christianity and that's not served us well well it's i mean it's it's a byproduct of the culture that we live in too right mm-hmm. and we become we reflect the culture we're immersed in and everything about our culture is personal. It's mm-hmm. about you. It's about what you want. You do you, the whole thing, you know, look at your Facebook, Instagram, how many likes can you get? Everything revolves around your personal identity and expression. Mm-hmm. And therefore your faith is your own personal identity and expression. Whereas the faith is actually in the church, right? It's how does the church express the faith corporately? Yeah. Uh, and what do, how do we do this in our community? That's why Acts chapter two doesn't talk about Peter, you know, leading 5,000 people to join the church, although there is that one experience. No, the, the church met together daily. The church broke bread together. The church prayed together. The church sat under the apostles teaching together. And many were added to their number daily. I mean, it is a group experience, not the individual experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For transformation. Amen. Amen. So, I love so, that. So another vital thing uh, that I have found to be uh, mandatory in this whole disciple-making um, expression we're talking about is intercessory prayer. Um, you know, we don't talk a lot about prayer in church today. I don't know where, why we've kind of gotten away from that. Um, there's one study I saw. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't quote the exact uh, source of that, but there's one study that showed that something like 80% of North American Christians now admit they only pray on Sunday morning when they're in church. Um, you know, that, that's a, that's a <laughs> shocking thing. Um, but my, my concern is that I think that there is, there's some prayer happening, but very little intercession is really taking place today in our churches and in our personal lives. What, what role does intercessory prayer play in interceding for one another and interceding for the communities we're supposed to be reaching? What, what yeah. role does that play in all this? You know, there's a leader, uh, his name's John Soper, and he, I cannot remember exactly when he said this phrase, but it's a phrase that's kind of resonated with me for a long time. Prayer is the primary work of God's people, right? And I, I, I really latched onto that. But prayer is also an act of faith. You mm-hmm. don't pray unless you believe that Jesus will do what you're asking him to do, right? When, he's, when, when Jesus says, ask for anything you want in my name, and it will be given to you. When Jesus says, look at that mountain, surely if you tell it, you can, it, surely it's easier to put a mountain into the sea, right? I mean, you can move mountains with prayer. So mm-hmm. when Jesus says these things, the question comes, do we actually have faith that what he says about prayer is true? And the only way we're going to have faith that what he says about church, prayer is true is if we submit to that truth, pray, and then look for the actual outcomes of our prayer, right? Uh, when I think about prayer in the church, I mean, how do we pray corporately? I mean, I, I think about all my ministry experiences. At the very end of the night, for the last two minutes, who's got some prayer requests? We'll throw them up. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we've turned it into a practice uh, that is solely for the sake of we know we should pray, but we're really not in a prayer-centric mode. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I've heard a lot of people say, Hey, I, I just want to spend some time in prayer. And it's like three minutes, <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh, okay, cool. Uh, and I look at our Sunday morning worship experiences. We eliminated prayer. I remember as a, as a kid, when I was, you know, probably five or six, our, one of our elders would get up and he would have prayer requests and we would sit there as a congregation and pray for like 10 minutes, uh, or more. Well, now for the sake of a streamlined service and wanting people to feel comfortable, I and mean, we took prayer completely out of that. And that, and, and for the sake of a 60 minute service, you know, can mm-hmm. we really dedicate 10 minutes to prayer? Well, I, I would argue that you probably can, but, <laughs> but well, we got to have five songs. We got to have a 30 minute message. We got to get these five announcements in, you know, and so this is when the program has squeezed out the component that might actually be transformational for the church. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Where does intercessory prayer play? I think intercessory prayer is one of the greatest. Yes. In fact, I, I just had this thought two days ago. I'm heading into this new season at this new church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, you know, Lord, what are the things I want to characterize this next season of ministry? Because there's lots of like different your, your, your gifts play out, your skills play out in different seasons in different ways. And as I'm getting ready to head into a new season, I was like, what are what's what is the thing? Like when people go, man, Dan was here for how many years? And this is what we remember about him. I want them to remember me as a guy who prayed. Hmm. Like truly, that was one of my thoughts. Like, I want to, I want to, how am I going to do this? I was like, you know, every morning that church property is about a half mile circle. I'm like, I'll just go walk a mile right around the building and just pray over the people, you know, get the prayer across wow. and pray for the folks in intercede. And if I did that every morning for a mile, that's what, 20 minutes? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't even know. I can't even fathom what Jesus might do. Because I believe in the power of prayer. I believe that Jesus has asked for what you want in my name, and I'll do it. I believe that prayer is the primary work of God's people because it, it influences the spiritual dynamic of the world around us. What happens if I just dedicate the first 20 minutes of my work life to walking around a circle and praying for my church? You know, kind of pulling a Jericho event, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just praying like crazy and blowing the spiritual horn at the end. I don't know what that would do. <laughs> But I have to imagine that if the if the battle we're in is not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and rulers, I have to imagine that's going to push them back significantly, or that's going to do some sort of redeeming work mm-hmm. in the life of a believer. It's going to soften hearts. It's going to allow the gospel to take root and grow in ways that it hasn't before. And so how do I want to be remembered at my next ministry? I want to be remembered as the pastor who prayed ridiculously yeah. amounts of much for his people. Amen. We're talking about a personal relationship with Jesus, but with a corporate experience. What a great statement. Our faith was never supposed to be a private experience. That's actually not biblical. We are saved by Jesus to a family, a community. Disciple-making is as much a corporate mandate as it is a personal one. It's the parting instruction Jesus gave us as he ascended to the right hand of the Father in heaven. Dan also talks about the essential need for prayer. I love that quote, prayer is the primary work of God's people. Yes, it is our lifeline to the Father. It's also the tool God uses to align us to his heart and his mission. My prayers are with Dan as he, Amy, and the kids make this big transition to Pennsylvania and local church ministry. I pray that his leadership of his new church family will indeed cause them to be a disciple-making congregation. May the kingdom of God grow in that corner of PA. And I also pray that his desire to be known as a man of prayer becomes his reality. There is no better legacy to leave for a church or for your children 
than to be a shining example of faithful prayer conversation with the Heavenly Father. Dan and I will continue talking about disciple-making in the coming episodes. Accompanying this podcast series, I would like to make a resource available to you. My latest book, Disciple-Making, Helping Local Churches Understand What Disciples Are and How to Make Them, is a practical guide to help you reboot real disciple-making in your church. It's actually a simple book, only five chapters by design, and in it we talk about some critical components of the disciple-making process that are true for every local congregation, many that you probably already know, but we're not consistently practicing them anymore. I hope that this is an encouragement to you. It's available through Amazon.com, but if you follow the link to my publisher in today's show notes, you can get your copy right now for $2 off the cover price. Next time, Dan and I continue our talk about the essential connection we have with God in prayer, and also how it relates to our time in the Scriptures. That's coming up on the Minister's Friend Podcast. I'm so grateful that you're in our audience. The Minister's Friend Podcast exists to help pastors and other church leaders just like you lead their congregations well. If you've been blessed by this podcast ministry, would you please do me a favor? Tell other people about us. Your recommendation is the best advertising we could ever ask for. Please also take a moment, if you will, and give us a review on whatever platform you use to listen to the podcast. Your good reviews and ratings actually move us up the charts and enable us to connect with more people who might be blessed by this ministry. I'm so glad that you were with us for today's episode. I hope it was helpful to you. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Minister's Friend Podcast. Let's do this again real soon. You've been listening to the Minister's Friend Podcast with pastor and author John Kimball. Be sure to check out today's show notes for additional tools, resources, and information. If today's episode has been helpful to you, let us know. You can shoot us an email at podcast at johnrkimball.com. That's podcast at johnrkimball.com. You can also leave a note on our Facebook page. These are also the best ways to suggest topics for future shows. We want to hear from you. And please tell your friends about us. Until next time, may God bless you and your ministry with great fruit for His kingdom. Bye!